Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm doing great. Did you have a lovely, uh, long Thanksgiving weekend? Oh, my gosh. Outstanding. How about you? Good. You went to Disneyland. <laughs> I did. Yeah. For once, I'm the one that went to Disneyland, not Keith. And yes, I got to take my two-year-old to Disneyland, and it was so much fun. Well, I'll we go. haven't even talked about it yet. No, we haven't. We, I mean, this is not the podcast. No, it's <laughs> not a fi- the Disney podcast. If, if we if we really got into it, we would take like you know the t- full duration of the show. Just know that Keith and I will be having a long conversation about this later. Yes, if <laughs> but you want, if you want to hear more, tweet us. For this, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about rapper Trippy Red notching his first number one album on the Billboard 200 chart. And there's a new top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 songs chart from Arizona Zervas. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correct. I feel so bad. (laughs) With his streaming and TikTok fave, Roxanne. Plus, it is our annual holiday episode. Ding dong, ding <laughs> dong. We are going to take a look at some of the most notable new holiday tunes you're sure to be hearing all over your favorite playlists and radio stations this month. And to help celebrate the season, we have an interview with someone who just dropped a new holiday album herself, Adina Menzel. That's right, the Frozen Queen. <laughs> Adele Dazeem. <laughs> Adele Dazeem, oh everybody. God. Um, that's right, Adina Menzel, the Frozen Queen and Tony Award winner, recently released her second holiday album, Christmas, A Season of Love. And uh, we chatted with the singer and actress about her new album, its collaborations with Ariana Grande, Billy Porter, and Josh Gad. And of course, that little movie you may have heard of, Frozen 2. <laughs> but first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. So let's do the chart chat. Uh, first up on the Billboard 200 albums chart, rapper Trippy Red lands his first number one as a love letter to you for debuts atop the tally. Now the is set- this fourth love letter to one person or is this to a fourth lady? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> the set earned 104,000 equivalent album units in the week ending November 28th, according to Nielsen Music. And uh, with the bulk of that sum driven by streaming activity, of course, uh, the album is actually one of four debuts in the top 10 as it's joined by Jason Aldean's Nine at number two, Coldplay's Everyday Life at number seven, and YNW Melly's Melly vs. Melvin at number eight. Fun fact, YNW Melly is actually currently in jail right now. Yeah. Plus, the Frozen 2 Not soundtrack. A fun fact. Nope. Well, it's, an, it's, a, it's a fact. Yeah. Plus, the Frozen 2 soundtrack storms up the chart, climbing 15 to 3 as the album got a big boost in its second week on the chart, thanks to the film's premiere in theaters on November 22nd, the first day of the tracking week for the album chart. Uh, Next, over on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, as Post Malone's Circles stands still at number 1 for a second week, Arizona Zervas zooms into the top 10 with his streaming and TikTok-fueled hit Roxanne. Uh, the track, the artist's first chart hit, rises 12 to 5, powered largely by streaming activity. Uh, the track is a monster on streaming services and, of course, has its own dance challenge on TikTok. Could this be the next Old Town Road? After all, that track was born from TikTok, too. Call up Billy Ray Cyrus for the remix. Oh, hell. <laughs> anything is possible. 
All right, so it's time to talk holidays. Yeah. And before we get to our interview with Adina Menzel, we wanted to pause and just take a look at some notable new holiday tunes that could be on your airwaves for the rest of the season and perhaps further seasons to come. Yeah. Um, so let's get right into it and start with the Jonas Brothers' new single, Like It's Christmas. Let's take a listen. You make every day feel like it's Christmas. Every day that I'm with you. All right. Uh, what do we think of the Joe Bros? Like it's Christmas. So many snaps. So many claps. So many snaps. So many claps. <laughs> it's a snap and clapping kind of thing. Um, I think it's 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 immediately familiar because they use all sort of the tropes of the holiday season. Yeah. There's snow and the lights and the you know blah blah. You know, just it makes you sort of picture the holidays. And um, out of all the songs that we're gonna hear, I think that it is the most likely to be heard in my Old Navy this holiday season. In Old Navy? <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's what it made me think of. Um, I, you know, they do, they, they do a thing that seems very comfortable and um, uh, familiar. You know, they take the, 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 they compare the feeling of being with someone you love to, to Christmas. To Christmas, the magical feeling of being around Christmas. I, I, I love the Joe Bros, so this is not shade. I just want to say, that, like, their new music, their new album, Sucker, etc., is so good that I wanted a little more from this. Like, mm. I wanted this to be a little bit maybe edgier. I felt it was a bit long, actually. Yeah. I felt so, like it was about a minute too long. So we're, this is, it's, it's good. It's, it's serviceable. Good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Next up, we have Holiday Faves Pentatonix with their new virtual collaboration with the late Whitney Houston on Do You Hear What I Hear? And let's hear a bit of it. Okay, Keith, start us off. Well, I, I mean, weirdly, like we took, we were listening to these songs before the show and we took independent notes and we're sharing our notes for the first time. I actually didn't take any notes because I just like listening to Whitney's voice. Oh my God. I literally, my notes are like so long for all the other ones. And in this one, I just wrote, yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, 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 I said something great and then I just sort of trailed off. It's just, it's just great. Whitney's vocals. I love that like between a higher love and this, like that Whitney's like back on our radio because she should be. Um, and this is just perfect to me. Like, I always loved the Do You Hear What I Hear Whitney version. From the 1987 charity album, A Very Special Christmas. And this 100% elevates it. And you hear, we were talking about, you hear this really high quality vocal, too. Right. Like, they clearly, like, you know, had, like, the masters and, like, Super tuned it up. Super where this, the vocal came from and how they cleaned it it's up. It's lovely. Um, yeah, it's great. It's also just great to hear Whitney. And always. Frankly, I feel like the song should be billed, like, like Whitney Houston and Pentatonix. Featuring Pentatonix. Because it's Pentatonix featuring Whitney. Right. Like, mm, I, I mean, know. it's their arrangement. True. But yeah. But I mean, Whitney's it's all about that Whitney here. vocal, yeah. obviously. So finally, we're going to take a listen to one more new track. But there are a number of others that you should be on the lookout for, including Steve Perry of Journey, Silver Bells, Matt Nathanson's Christmas, Baby Please Come Home, and Little Mix's One I've Been Missing. A friend of the podcast, Little Mix. Indeed, but let's finish with a new track from our special guest this week, a new friend of the podcast, Adina Menzel, Caroling, Caroling. And here is a bit of it. Caroling, caroling, now we go. Christmas bells are ringing. Caroling, caroling. All right, Keith, what do you think of Adina's impeccable vocal on this song um i I, I just shared my own thoughts on that one so i guess she has an impeccable (laughs) vocal um my thought is that it reminded me it immediately reminded me of when i put on my old 
vinyl Julie Andrews Christmas albums mm. from like the 50s or 60s, the 60s, I guess, um, because she, uh, Adina's tone is just so operatic and so she can hit these amazing notes. Mm-hmm. And she just has like a voice that is so perfectly suited to these kinds of Christmas songs. Yes. And it just has this warmth and this, it's just, she has the right voice for the right kind of songs. And you're just like, you can sing the phone book lady. And the word I wrote down is traditional. Like this is a yeah. very traditional take on Carolyn Caroling that you, it will plug right into your radio station, your holiday radio station this year. I expect to hear it everywhere. Alrighty. And now it's time for our interview with Medina Menzel. The singer and actress called in to talk about her brand new holiday album, Christmas, A Season of Love. The set's collaborations with some amazing singers like Ariana Grande, Billy Porter, and Josh Gad. And, of course, we talk about that little under-the-radar indie film, you know, the one you might have heard of, Frozen 2, in which she reprises her role as Elsa. Oh, I saw Elsa yesterday. (laughs) Disneyland. Disneyland. It wasn't Adina. So take a listen to our chat with Adina Menzel. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Adina Menzel, how are you? I'm good. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, that's we're honored that you're here, frankly. <laughs> if you're honored that I'm honored? <laughs> I'm, on, I'm honored that you're honored that I'm honored that you're honored. <laughs> I think we're writing a new Broadway show tune right now. Um, well, you have a brand new holiday album out called Christmas, A Season of Love. And yeah. this is actually your second holiday album after Holiday Wishes a couple of years ago. So, you know, I was wondering, was it fun for you to do a second album and maybe like, you know, record some songs that you didn't get to do the, the first time around? Yeah, I just I've really been wanting to um, do an album where I get to do, do a whole big band jazzy genre. It's a that music is something I love to do. It's music I sang when I was younger and. Um, I felt like a holiday album would lend itself to that. And then it's a culmination of the events of sort of Frozen coming out and, you know, this being the season of my sweet, beautiful little snow queen and <laughs> um, having been in the studio and written a song with my friend Jonas Mirren that was called, that is called At This Table, which ended up being a song about inclusion and acceptance and forgiveness and a song that I felt was really um, a love letter to my friends who don't feel like they can be themselves when they come home. And um, it felt like a real, a real holiday song, you know? So that kind of, um, that spurred me to want to curate a bunch of songs for a holiday album. And then um, I just felt really inspired. And I started going back and listening to the ones that I love, which are like Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald and a lot of the nostalgic big band, Dean Martin, Louis Armstrong. And that's kind of where I lived for a while and figured out what songs I wanted to record. Wow. And you have some amazing features on this album, too, including uh, your duet with Ariana Grande on a hand for Mrs. Claus. Um, Yeah, that's actually an original song. That's the only other original song on the album. And that was written by Bobby and Kristen Lopez, who are the composers of all the Frozen music. Yeah, you're pretty familiar with them. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, So I called them. I was like, would you guys write me an original song for a holiday album? And they were like, sure. And they were like, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
And Kristen came back and she's like, okay, I wrote you a feminist song, a feminist Ooh. Christmas song. It's called How About a Ham for Mrs. Claus because she never gets any respect. <laughs> and um, so, and then Ariana was so generous in her touring, crazy touring schedule to find time to record the song with me. And I just, I'm indebted to her. When did you actually first meet Ari? I know she's like such a huge fan of Wicked. So I'm sure that she yeah, you know, was stalking your stage at door the, at some point. Uh, no, <laughs> I met her at the Wicked reunion show. Okay. That Which was so did. great, by the way. It was on TV Thanks. last year. It was so amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And, um, and we have the same manager now. And so we've just had a chance to really get to know one another. And I adore her. I also am a huge fan of hers. I think she's an incredible singer. And um, I'm lucky to have her on this album. Oh wait, I, I question. I know another question about Ari, but did you actually record it together in the studio, or did you sort of do it like in in different places? Because she's like crazy busy, and you're crazy yes. busy. Yes, uh, yes, we did it in different places. Although she was so sweet, she would text. She'd send me like every two lines that she recorded. She'd send like a little voice memo and go, "How's this? <laughs> and do you do you want me to do a riff here?" And I'd say, "Just be you. I don't care. You're Ariana Grande." And she'd say, "No, I want you to be happy." And then she'd say, "What if on this lyric?" And I said, "Yes, that's great." And then. I said, okay, wait, we're going to put in um, eight extra bars of a drum fill just so there's room for you to do a crazy Ariana riff. And then, <laughs> you know, it was just so funny. And then she keeps sending me little MP3s of what she was doing and making sure that I was happy. And I, every time I was like, I'm happy. I'm just glad she's fucking doing it. Oh. You were together virtually. We virtually, yeah. I, I was That's really just the way it goes. I was really hoping you'd go for some sort of like. I hope you're happy too, pun. But um, <laughs> yeah, just throwing she in would, the wicked. Yeah. Yep. I'm surprised she didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she sends me green hearts on everything. Oh, it's always green hearts. That's, yeah. that's adorable. Um, <laughs> what, no, it is. It is. Um, okay, so um, also on the album, you have a song with your Frozen 2 co-star, Josh Gad. Um, we wish you the merriest. Um, yeah. I mean, super simple question. I mean, obviously, Josh is amazing, and you've probably been friends for a long time. But how did that track come about? Was it something that you guys always wanted to do so together? No, no. That's a song that I stumbled upon when I was going through all of that music that I love. And I was trying to find a, you know, I want, I know you have to do mostly songs that people know, traditional holiday songs. Well, but you I don't have find to, Adina. You can <laughs> do whatever you want. I think people <laughs> enjoy that. And, but then I want to do a few that maybe haven't been overly done. And I found um, that song, which was Sinatra and Bing Crosby. And, um, and what better song for two Jews to do but a song called We Wish You the Merriest where they never <laughs> actually say the word Christmas. Right, right. Perfect. <laughs> um, but so it's a really funny song. They improv it. They're just, it's like they're hanging out in Vegas, you know, doing their thing. And so I thought, oh, okay, this is a good song for Josh to come in on because he'll he'll just make it funny and be spontaneous. And so he actually also, he was in London working. So he did it from London that we did together, but with technology. Oh, cool. And yeah. And I originally put it in a key that I thought was right for him. It turns out it was completely wrong. He sings in my key. <laughs> <laughs> As does Billy Porter, by the way, who's the other, um, guests on the album they both have incredibly high high voices i mean i knew they had high voices but i didn't think it was exactly in my key and it, they sing in my key that's amazing you planned it you yeah. planned it so well you didn't realize how well you <laughs> planned this 
You know, um, right there in the title of the album is A Season of Love. And of course, um, you famously were in the original production of Rent. And we're right. wondering, like, when when did it occur to you that Seasons of Love would work so well yeah, as a holiday song? I was just driving around um, listening to stuff in my car, thinking about what I wanted to do for the album. Um, oh, I always like to root everything I do from a really true, honest place, you know, and I was thinking about a set list for a concert I was doing and I was like, oh, I want to do Seasons of Love. And then I was, oh my God, Seasons of Love? I do that song all the time. I never realized it was a holiday song. And so I just thought it was perfect and why not pay tribute to it in the title because it's where I got my start and it's really um, the sentiment that I wholeheartedly believe and want people to feel from this album and what I think Jonathan Larson, when he wrote that music, believed, which was that, um, you know, everyone is that love makes the world a better place, really. And there's no day but today and that that. Um, those messages and um, I just want everyone to feel included in this album you know I feel yeah. like you've started something I feel like that's going to be officially yeah. like a, a holiday song now after this well I did it and then I had it arranged um, by Stephen Aremus who's a music director of Wicked and Mormon I mean a million things and I said let's take the motif from Christmas Bells which is sort of an operatic song within Rent um, where they sing about Christmas bells mm-hmm. are ringing. It has this motif that feels very uh, jubilant and then go into Seasons of Love from there. So we tried to rearrange it so it would feel a little bit more um, holiday-ish. That's perfect. Yeah. And of course, given the season, we've got to talk about Frozen 2 that, as well. That little movie. The, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when you did the first film, uh, which of course was an enormous success, um, was it always understood that like if there was a sequel, sequel, you were there? Like you were obviously like 100% in? Honestly, you um, no. I mean, you... You would hope that, and um, but maybe it's the insecure actor in me that never knows when she's going to get fired off a job. But you never take things for granted. Sure, you're so, Elsa. But, I mean, uh, I don't think I'm Elsa, hmm. but it's not my face, so I guess they could replace oh, me. Oh my god! I, you know, you never know. So I don't um, think they could like suddenly have Jonathan Groff do it or Josh. I don't think. <laughs> I'd like to hear that though. Um, well, that's it's funny that you say that because that was a life lesson for me to say to myself recently, actually, um, when I saw this film, to say, you know what, it's, we all, that's, you know, this is what makes me special. I have this voice. No one's going to sound like me. And, um, and yes, I'm surrounded by this incredible creative team and incredible songwriters and the animators, but there is something in my life and in, in, in my heart and who I am that I bring to the way that I sing and I choose to communicate in this world. And hopefully that is, um, you know, extraordinary to me. And, um, that's all I can keep telling myself as I fake it till I make it. I think you made it. I think you made it. Girl, you made it. Um, there, there's a song in the movie and it's called into the unknown. And it's getting a lot of comparisons uh, to the first film's runaway hit and epic, majestic, amazing (laughs) song, Let It Go. Uh, Mm -hmm. Did you feel any pressure going into the recording of Into the Unknown, given, you know, Let It Go's massive popularity? I don't feel that way because 
Good. They might have felt that way. <laughs> the, the creative team might have felt all of those things that society sort of puts on them with bringing out a sequel. Um, but I don't have control over that. I'm just, I was just so grateful to be back in with, with these guys and girls and being given a, a, an incredibly written song that furthers the story and the heart of this character. I think it's, I like the song even better, to be honest. And then there's another song at the end of Frozen called Show Yourself that I have that I think is beautiful. And I just, I, I really commend the Lopez's because they come from story first. It wasn't about trying to write another, you know, big hooky melody. They wanted to make sure that this furthered the story properly and that they deepened and enriched uh, and, and, and enriched these characters and, and, and help them evolve into the, the young women that they are. So um, they always come from story first, which is why I think then that they are so successful because they're not um, process driven in that way. All right. Hold- or, or result. They're not result oriented mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Um, I, I want to hold your reindeer here just for a second, Dina. Um, <laughs> yeah. You you said that you you said that you liked Into the Unknown more than Let It Go, or did I mishear you? I don't want to I don't want to misquote you correctly. <laughs> I would just go on the record saying I think that this film is better than the first. I wow. do. I love it. You know, but that's for whatever anybody you know take it take take it with a grain of salt. I just um, I love it. I I I love Let It Go. Obviously, it's been one of the great gifts of my life to have the song and this character in my life and what it represents and how it's allowed me to connect with audiences and all over the world and it's changed my life um but i actually really um except for the really high note that's going to give me problems on a day where i have a cold um i love singing that song and you know it makes me want to cry it gives me goosebumps when i listen to the 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 underscore of it the rolling bass line and the rhythm and everything i just love it you know, one last thing, you know, since, I mean, we're coming up at the end of the year. Um, do you have like some big plans for the holidays that you're allowed to share with us that doesn't like reveal your location? <laughs> um, like, do you have like, you know, big traditions that you do with your family? It's like, oh, we all go on a big family trip together, uh-huh. stuff like that. No, no, I have yeah, <laughs> no. So two answers. Traditions I have, I like to collect ornaments. I like to decorate the tree like every good Jewish girl does. As soon as we've, we're allowed, we get, we get the best ornaments and the prettiest um, tinsel. Um, And um, I love to collect ornaments from my travels and then sort of unwrap them with my son and um, talk about the memory associated with them um, for as long as he'll listen to me. And then um, uh, as far as travel plans, I've been so busy. I've been to London. I've been in four time zones in about two weeks. So I think I might just decorate the house and light a fire and hang out there and um, chill out with my family. We so appreciate your your time today and I, it feels appropriate to end this with we wish you the merriest. Hey. <laughs> I wish you the merriest and I really um, I really am honored that you have me on. It's a privilege and um, thank you for talking about the album. It means a lot to me. I appreciate it. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys soon. All right, bye. bye. Everybody stand for so much for that warm holiday chat Adina she is just like I can't believe how sweet she is over the telephone you know what I mean yeah it's, it's hard to sort of have that sort of um kind of warm conversation yeah. fun conversation over the phone and yeah she was delightful 
Okay, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Twenty-five years ago this week, Mariah Carey hit the top ten of the Billboard 200 Albums chart with her first holiday album, "Merry Christmas." The set rose thirteen to seven on the list dated December third, nineteen ninety-four, on its way to a peak of number three two weeks later. Uh, the album, of course, launched the enduring hit song "All I Want for Christmas Is You," which rises thirty-one to eighteen on the Hot 100 this week. The song actually has so far peaked at number three. A peak it hit last holiday season. Mm-hmm. Mm, and of course, know. number one on our holiday 100. Well, yes, of course. Always. <laughs> um, Merry Christmas has spent more than 80 weeks on the Billboard 200 chart and has sold 5.7 million copies in the United States, making it the third largest selling holiday album since Nielsen Music began tracking sales in 1991. The album was reissued earlier this year for its 25th anniversary with an array of bonus tracks and a set climbs 36 to 21 on the latest Billboard 200 chart. So there you have it. This week in 1994, Mariah Carey hit the top 10 of the Billboard 200 with her first holiday album, Merry Christmas. the end of our big shoe our big santa shoe and i feel like i need to just say this in case anyone needs to hear it mariah wrote that song mariah carey wrote that song i think that people think because it's been around for 25 years it feels like a classic at this point and it's got a very you know kind of classic doo-wop-y feel to it mm-hmm. mariah carey wrote that song mariah carey's mariah carey's rolling around on all that publishing yes, money she is um, so what song should we go out on? Well, you know what? I loved that Merry Christmas album. I owned it. Um, Something other than All I Want for Christmas. Oh, Holy Night. Great. See you guys next time. Bye.